<laughs> how many, I mean, how many people do the Zellerbach Foundation fund? God, I hope I get it. Okay, is it six? Yes, it's six o'clock hard. Here we go, everybody. Put your hands together for your first comedian. It's Charlie Moore, yay! Torn apart, mend a friendship that's almost through. Can't What's up, y'all? Uh, I'm originally from here in San Francisco, and then I went out to Vermont for college, which means I've spent my entire life living in places with less black people than the Winter Olympic Village. <laughs> yeah. And it's always funny whenever I meet other black people who've grown up in similar upbringings as me, just because whenever we meet each other, we always play a game called who can fake their blackness for longer. And like, I remember this one time, I went on this date with this black girl. Um, she's from Idaho. And the only thing Ida know from Idaho is anyone with a afro. The similar, the similar, similar upbringing as me. And I love this date because as we learned more and more about each other and our upbringings, we slowly started to drop kind of our fake blackness that we were faking with each other. For instance, when she talked about her passion for horseback riding, all of a sudden my ears turned to, yeah. <laughs> and when I started talking about how I love to play golf, all of a sudden her mm-hmmms turned to, oh my God, really? <laughs> yeah. But it wasn't just like our voices and stuff that changed over the course of the date, no. Like, it wasn't just our voices. Like, to start the date, she and I ordered two shots of Hennessy. And at the end of the date, we asked if the pie was gluten-free. So as the date went on, we just slowly shed our blackness and stuff. It was funny. Um, and then, like, growing up in these areas, I found that despite my very real lived experiences as a black man, just because of how I've grown up, I have some of the slight little microaggressions of a white man sometimes. And I always find it funny when these kind of little microaggressions coincide with my own lived experiences. Like this one time I was walking down the street, it was 10 o'clock at night, and a train passed me on the side. And the way the trains work is there's like a little gap, and every five seconds you can see the other side of the street. And across, I look across, and this larger African-American guy is staring directly at me. I hate to admit it, but a part of me thought, probably keep an eye out. I do one of these I'm not racist side eyes where I'm like, I'm not looking, I'm not looking, I'm not looking. I know what it is because when I'm not doing it myself, I am the target of it. <laughs> yeah, and then the train keeps going, it goes on and on, and every five seconds or so I see him looking directly at me, and I'm getting a little bit nervous until the train eventually leaves, and across the street was one of those two-way reflective windows, and the big black guy was me. <laughs> I was scared of my own reflection. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just recently took a trip to the South, and I was told before going down to the South, people there are racist, people are racist, blah, blah, blah. I found that not to be true. Like, when I was in the South, I realized that people would go out of their way to give me directions. It was so kind. Like, this man came up to me, and he goes, hey, looks like you're in the wrong town. <laughs> so kind of him to go out of his way. And then he gave me directions to the place. He said, you better get on the road over there. <laughs> So kind of him. So I don't know. I don't think that's true. Thank you so much. Yay for Charlie Moore. He's new to us from Vermont, and I'm glad he's here for the summer. Your next comedian's double parked. He's got to get off to the best of SF and have an amazing set there, too. Put your hands together for Dan Lewis. Yay! Get out of here, you knuckleheads. How's it going, guys? 
I'm a single man. I like I like being a single man. I like living in a I like I like the single lifestyle. I'm in there. I'm in my house. Let the pizza boxes build up. Let the dishes build up. Don't take a shower. All stinking. I'm not gonna throw that away for some home wrecker. All right. Saw a police funeral the other day. You know how many cops attend a police funeral? It's like it's like all the cops. Why don't people just track police funerals? Somebody must have made this observation before. They're all at the funeral. Just go do whatever you want to do. Yeah. Doesn't it seem weird? They're all, and they're always playing Irish music at police funerals. You ever notice they're like doing, how do like Italian cops feel about that, you know? What's with this funeral? That's Italian, my friend. I don't know, I just something I noticed. And like, because cops used to, it used to be a, an Irish job because like other people wouldn't hire Irish people, but like there was, they could get jobs as cops and that became like a trope. And I noticed you have this with a lot of groups. Like you got like, I mean, out east, it's a lot of Indians running uh, Dunkin' Donuts. I realize that that's a stereotype, but it comes from somewhere. It's a real thing. They got dry, you know, dry cleaners traditionally, like Chinese immigrants would do that job. Korean, uh, Koreans would run uh, convenience stores in LA and that was why that was a thing. And I noticed, you know, it's just, just citing real statistics here. A lot of times white people be running uh, Fortune 500 companies. That's just how it goes. Just, uh, yeah, man. Next year's, uh, ne- I heard somebody saying, like, this time next year it'll be election season. They always say that, election season. It'll be 18 months before the election. That's not a season, okay? A season is three months long. Talk about baseball season, that's six months long. 18 months is not a season. That's like, you could technically have two children in 18 months. That's not how it should work. I don't know who to vote for, though. I'm kind of a complicated guy. I got, because, like, like socially, I'm more libtarded, uh, but I'm fiscally uh, cuck-servative. Yeah. That's a pretty cool thing. A lot of people say they want a president they like to go have a beer with. You ever heard that whole thing? I want a president, uh, somebody I'd like to go have a beer with. And I, I feel that way, although, uh, you know, all the people I normally sit and have beers with, I don't want any of them to be president. That would be terrible. If you're meeting with a prospective president and he's asking about Jaeger bombs and stuff, it's like that. Don't vote for that guy, okay? What else we got? Oh, I forgot a cop joke. That was about, well, the cops, okay, cops, cops obviously had a bad name for themselves because they've been fucking up. They forgot how police work is supposed to go. It's supposed to go good cop, bad cop. You've heard of this trick? First, co- first cop's real nice to you and threatens you with his partner. He's like, hey, have a cup of coffee. Let's talk, man, because believe me, you don't want my partner coming in here. He's a lot meaner than me, and he's having a real tough week. Cops forgot how this is supposed to work. Now the first cop just goes and kicks the guy's ass. And goes, listen, man, you don't want my partner coming in here. He's exactly like me. He's a cop. And he's having a real average week. (laughs) Thanks, you guys. I appreciate it. Uh, Thanks for listening. Thank you. Have a good show, my best of SF, Dan. We have real audience people with souls in the building. Yes. They have souls. On the way here, I was scared for my soul. I had to walk, I don't know if you've done it, walked a tender, a tenderloin balance beam. So on one side, it's just a sidewalk, but on one side there was a huge pile of human feces, 
and on the other was an enormous dead rat. And I had to like thread the needle through the tenderloin. <laughs> that, was, that was real. I was hoping that would be funny too because it was really frightening. <laughs> uh, your next comedian is right here. Put your hands together for Kelly Evans. Yeah. That was a phenomenal intro. He's in the building. There he is. All right. Anyway, uh, I come from a mixed background. Uh, my mom is Irish and my dad is dead. So, you know. <laughs> anyway, all right. Uh, um, yeah, so because of that, my uncle was kind of the one who really raised me a lot. He's like my uh, male role model. And now he's a conspiracy theorist. So that's cool. That's pretty, that's great. He actually, at Christmas, he was like, it's just, I'm so upset right now. Evidently, Bill Clinton is eating babies. Did you know this? Bill Clinton eats babies? Like, you fucking idiot. That's so dumb. Bill Clinton doesn't eat babies, all right? He might be fucking teenagers. I don't know. He probably, he did. I, the guy who knew is dead. He died. It was an accident or suicide, possibly. <laughs> sure. Wink. Um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I feel like right now is the best time to be alive if you're dumb. Like, if you're a dumb person, this is your time. Fucking strike while the iron is hot. Just don't touch it. We know you want to. Don't touch the iron, you fucking idiot. But strike, all right? Seriously. Because, like, 100 years ago, if you were at a party and we're like, you know, I think maybe aliens built the pyramids. They'd be like, hell yeah, that's nice. Somebody fucking lobotomize this guy. Fuck, wait. He cannot breed. Do not let him have sex with anybody. Now that guy has 10 million TikTok followers and he's the governor of Alabama, which I will never visit. So fuck it. Who cares? All right. Why do we care what Alabama does? Just don't go. All right. We're just going to rescue the people that matter out of there. Like it's a fucking like it's Yemen. Just bring him out. Anyway. All right. Um, I uh, you, you just like experiment sexually. Right. I think we all you do that. You try new stuff. Uh Anyway, I was like dating someone and she really wanted me to like bite her like really hard, which I'd never really done that aggressively. And she was like, I tried and she'd be like harder and harder. And like, I, you never know how you're going to feel about it. And then like, I, I saw like, I left a fucking like a mark, like to like an imprint. And I saw, I was like, I felt shitty because I was like, oh fuck, I need Invisalign like bad. Like my teeth, my teeth are fucked up. Holy shit. I had not, like, I went and got x-rays at the dentist. He didn't say shit. I'm just going to bring her ass in there and be like, listen, we got a problem. Can you fix this? Um, maybe just a picture. I don't want to bring the whole ass. Uh, <laughs> let's see. I, uh, I've been watching my nephew a lot recently. Um, he likes to watch Paw Patrol. He's a big fan of Paw Patrol. He's 16. He's stupid. Um, he's a dumb idiot. Uh, <laughs> no, he's eight. He's actually eight, but... Uh, Anyway, I don't know if you've seen the show Paw Patrol. Do we know what it is? Make some noise if you know what it is. No? All right, perfect. You guys don't know. Basically, it's like a, it's a digital cartoon about uh, six dogs and a small boy who are responsible for an entire city's emergency services. That is every... That city's fucked. All right? Seriously? I'm talking fire, cops, fucking the, the coroner. Are you like... They don't have a coroner. Like, when my mom dies, I don't want her rolled away by a basset hound on a skateboard. It feels, it feels insulting. You know, her head's, like, lolling over the side. He poops on her. It's a problem. Um, all right. That's not going anywhere. Cool. I got molested by a slightly older child when I was eight. 
Don't recommend it. I don't recommend it. Um, in case you're considering it. Uh, anyway, I, it was the thing about it is because he was like two years older than I was. Um, it was like at some point he was like, "So what do you want to do next?" And I was like, "Are you fucking shitting me? Like you don't even know how to molest me? Like come on! I the lack of professionalism is ridiculous right now. The Catholic Church would never do this. All right, they bring their A game and then ship it across to another parish. Um, anyway." Plus side, I did get to keep the candy, so that was cool. All right, that's my time. Thank you very much. Welcome back, Pam Benjamin. I've always loved candy. I, I would have been a perfect child to abduct if they, if anyone would have been like, here's C's candy in a van. I'd be like, hell yeah, get me over. Classy candy? Yeah, I'm in that van. Uh, I like caramel. You're... Next comedian, uh, he's Joy and Wonderment. I'm so sad that you're moving. He's mo he's gonna be gone like next week, and I'm never gonna be the same. Put your hands together for Peter Struckmeyer. Yay! Hello! Wow, there's so many things I could shove up my butt here. Look at these microphones, the stool, Brady Pearson. Also, is the nice man with the camera taking photos of me? Hi. Yes, you. Photographer, please. Hi. Thanks, Bessie Dan. Um, I've been watching a lot of movies lately. Has anyone seen the movie Everything Everywhere All at Once? Couple people, yeah. Yeah, okay. For those of you who haven't seen it, you need to. Okay, here's the plot. Asian lady needs to get another loan from the bank. So she goes to the mean IRS place where Deirdre, the scary Jamie Lee Curtis lady, is just like mean tax lady. But she's in the elevator to go up to meet Deirdre. And she's there with her husband who gets possessed by the other dimension. And he's like, boom, you need to think about the janitor's closet. Because if you think about the janitor's closet, you will be able to like fight crime. And so what she does is she's bored listening to Deirdre talk about the taxes. So then she thinks about the janitor's closet and she's like, boom. And then she's like, kung fu, ha, punches Deirdre on her whore face. But the ironic thing is that there's another dimension where everyone has hot dogs as fingers. And in that dimension, Deirdre is her lesbian life partner. So they're like eating relish and mustard off of each other's hot dog fingers. But like in the real world, Deirdre is like mean tax lady. And then there are these security guards who try to escort her out of there because she punched Deirdre in her whore face. But those security guards also want to go into the other dimension. But the only way that they can get into the other dimension is if they fuck themselves in the ass with an office trophy as a dildo. So all the security guards are going around like bam, 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 trying to land the, uh, you know, land onto the trophy. But then there's this one huge Samoan guy who does this like sprinting run in slow motion and he's like, and he sticks the landing perfectly. And there's a dimension where there's rocks. And that's not really that interesting because rocks don't do anything. So it's just silence and rocks. But the <laughs> entire plot of this revolves around the fact that the lesbian daughter is the villain. Not because she's a lesbian, but because she's evil. And the irony is that the mom doesn't accept the lesbian daughter, even though in the dimension where they have hot dog fingers, she's a lesbian with Deirdre! What a social commentary. Uh, no, I've been watching a lot of movies lately. I rewatched Avatar. Remember that one? Didn't age well. 2022, I don't think we'd like Avatar. Because in the beginning, there's that evil army general guy. He calls the main character a limp-dicked science major. That guy was paralyzed. This guy called a guy in a wheelchair a limp-dicked science major in a Disney movie. And 10 years ago, we're like, yep, that's fine. No issues. 
PC police wouldn't like that today. But you know what? He puts his limp dick to good use because he fucks that blue person with no gender. Isn't Avatar where they invented they, them pronouns? So yeah, limp dick science major has the last laugh. PC culture is getting crazy, by the way. Okay, my friend works at Google, and he informs me that they are no, long, no longer allowed to say all hands call because it's not inclusive in case you don't have hands. It's because corporate wants to be able to point to the fact that they made an impact on diversity and inclusion, but guess what you can't do is you can't point if you don't have hands! That's my time. Thank you, everyone. I'm Peter Schrockmark. He's gonna be so missed. All right, Ajay, I'm gonna put you up. Your next comedian's got another show to go to, so clap your hands in a wild slappy like motion for a D, a J. I was gonna say a G. Damn it, darn. I'm a DJ. I'm a. <laughs> it's all good. It is a. It was summer and then now it's not. So Pam has an excuse to be out of it. It's all good. It's foggy outside. Did you see it? No. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna do some ridiculous shit. Here we go. Uh, you guys see that thing that Ted Cruz put out or like that interview with Ted Cruz? Like about he was talking about like the shooting and stuff. I don't have like I'm not gonna do like opinions about the shooting, but I do have an opinion on Ted Cruz. I think everybody in here can agree that like nobody likes that guy, right? Like on both sides. And the interview was so indicative of that, right? Because he he had he was making mention of like the people that are affected by the shooting, right? Like the parents. Uh, and he could have been like, yeah, there are 19 like husbands and wives or like that will never be able to kiss their kids goodnight, right? But then, like, the liberals would have been like, that's too heteronormative, don't say that, right? So then he was like, okay, so I need to be respectful, so I'll say 19 couples, and then, like, all the Republicans are going to be like, yeah, he's a cuck for saying that. So you know what he said? He said, there's 19 sets of parents that will not be able to kiss their children goodnight. <laughs> Fucking dummy. <laughs> All right, that was kind of, that's not a joke. I just I just thought about that today, and uh, that was a waste of time. All right, here we go. Um, I was uh, I was thinking about this because um, one of my cousins had a baby recently, and the baby like his kid looks exactly like him. Like there's so much re resemblance, right? And I was thinking about this for myself because I was like I was curious like who of my parents I take after a little bit more, right? Because uh, both my parents are really attractive, right? So I want like it, it's a it's a toss up it's a it's a big toss up there right so because like I want to say like my dad like my mom's super hot like she's hot so it's fine um but but like but my dad was like a weatherman back in India at least that's what he told me so uh I feel like that's probably he probably would yeah and then I asked my mom about this is like yeah so he's a weatherman is that why you were like oh damn this guy. And uh, it turns out he was not a weatherman, like, on the front side. He was more like a weather scientist. Yeah, they, uh, because uh, my dad had and Chris Rock have a lot in common. Yeah. They're uh, two slightly autistic people with really fucked up teeth. <laughs> yeah. All right. You know, there's something there. I like to call my parents hot. They are attractive. Okay, moving on. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Is it laughs> 
I am Indian. It's it's. Uh, I I try to. I'm trying to be a little bit more in tune with my like religion, my culture, and uh, that's that's tough, obviously, because um, I'm talking about on stage and not doing it. But uh, I. I was a shitty Hindu back in the day. Um, I was not a good Hindu in Sunday school, especially because like I dude, you're not going to fail Sunday school. So I just heckled the shit out of my, my religious teacher. Yeah. Like we learned about reincarnation and like one of the gods has like multiple incarnations and we were getting tested on that. And uh, my, 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 my teacher was like, hey, so can you list all the incarnations? I was like, no, I can't. But uh, I can guess that you got this job because you were a Catholic priest in a previous life. So was that correct? And he was like, no, Jay, get the fuck out of my class. All right, there's something there. I'll work on that, but uh, have a nice night. Please. Did he really tell you to fuck off? What is that in another language? What is that in the... What's that? Benchode? Benchode. Sister, sister fuck. Benchode. I like it. Benchode. Thanks to Jay. Yay! Your next comedian is such a joy and wonderment and a treasure here at Mutiny Radio. And he's helping out so much when I'm gone and, and uh, helping. He's always, he always helps like host this. And he's so funny and it's been great to watch him grow. And his wings are spreading. Put your hands together, everybody, for Ian Langlands. Yay! Thank you, Pam. How's everybody doing? How are we doing? Um, do, is the audience familiar with Deshaun Watson? Do we know who Deshaun Watson is? Yeah. If you don't know who Deshaun Watson is, he's this NFL. He's this NFL player. He was um, he was excommunicated from the NFL because there were <laughs> there were 22 allegations of sexual misconduct against him, and he went to court for it. And he got away with it, and now he plays in the NFL. You know, it was all charges were cleared. You said a few things here. First of all, he did it right. We could all agree that he did it. He did it 22 times, because you know that old adage. You know what they say: "Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Fool me 22 times, you're a felon." I think that's how it goes. <laughs> he definitely did it. But okay, let's pretend. Let's pretend that he didn't do it. Okay, let's pretend. Would you still be friends with a guy that had 22 cases of sexual misconduct like filed against him? Like think about that, right? You wouldn't let him babysit your daughter, you know? Like in a world where he's completely innocent of all the it's still 22 things that could have gone wrong, you know? Like it's not like you're going to be in a situation where you're with a girl or man. You're with a girl or man and you're and you're about to hook up and you go Hey, I just heard that you had sex with 22 dudes and they all had gonorrhea. She's like, well, uh, wait, fuck. Yeah, wait, hold on. Hold it, hold it. Gonorrhea. You have gonorrhea, sir? Okay, good, thank God. You, have, you Do you really? You seem like the type. Is it a gay thing? I'm, I'm getting canceled. I'm getting canceled. No, keep going. No, I want you to know. I want you to go. Ah. Uh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> 
Anyway, back to my set. Thank you for that commercial break. Thank you. Applaud for Peter Struckmeyer. This isn't going well anyway. Uh, so you're with a girl, remember that? Okay. You're with a girl, and she and, and it's like you had sex with 22 dudes, and they all have gonorrhea. And, I'm, and you're like, well, did you take a test? And she goes, well, I didn't take a test. I'm pretty sure I don't have it, because a seemingly impartial third party told me that I'm good to go, and I trust the medical system. And you go, well, why did all 22 of these guys who have gonorrhea have $1,500 deposited into their bank accounts, and now they're telling everyone that you did not give them gonorrhea? And they, she'd be like, well, you know, sometimes memory can be hazy, and you don't remember the event very well. This is good. This is good, guys. This is, <laughs> this is learning. I wanted to try this so bad. I wanted to try it so bad. And then anyway, uh, <laughs> I'm just going to move on. How about that, guys? I'm not a very masculine person. Um, I'm not a very masculine person, but I think you guys knew that already. I, I, I'm not masculine. I, I don't have very masculine thoughts. That's kind of my first indicator. Like I'll, I'll be like sauntering through a Macy's and like perusing the dress aisle just to look, you know? I don't think I'm going to buy anything, but I just want to see what I would look like in those things, you know? It's not a very masculine thing to think. I wish I was masculine. I wish I was like an alpha. Alphas are great. Have you ever seen an alpha in the wild? Alphas in the wild are insane. One time I was at this art gallery, and there was this fight that broke out at an art gallery. This fight broke out in the middle of the street, and this dude was was beating up on all these guys, like him versus three dudes, and he stopped in the middle of the fight, and he turned, and he made out with a woman in the middle of the fight. <laughs> and he turned back around, and he continued fighting. Uh, that's that's a real masculine shit that I wish I could obtain, but I could never obtain that. One time I was sitting in my car, and there was this beautiful woman walking on the sidewalk, and I looked up at her respectfully, okay? I looked up at her, and she saw me looking at her, and I audibly said, alone in my car, I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's not very masculine. The, the only little bit of, like, alpha I have is, like, deep, deep in my brain. It's, it, it comes out just to, my, to yell at myself. Does anybody else, does anybody else sub subconscious just, like, bully them? Does anybody else have that happen? It, he comes in at the worst fucking time. I'll be ordering food at a restaurant. He's like, order quicker. The waitress will think you're a pussy. I'm like, okay. be like a crosswalk, and there's the red hand. I'll be like, jaywalk so you can assert your dominance over the other pedestrians. All right, I'm killing. Bye. A voice. Ian Langlands, everyone. Is he running? He's running away. That was that was great. Gonorrhea. Yeah, I got so I gonorrhea. I got so butthurt like at the beginning of the pandemic. Huh. Well no, I really did. I was I was I was um not physically but I was my feelings were butthurt at the beginning of the pandemic because a bunch of people all got gonorrhea and I didn't. And I was like, <sighs> like, <sighs> everyone's fucking accept me. Like, how is that? Okay, none of you have FOMO for, for STDs. Uh, okay, so uh, the girls haven't shown up, so we're just moving on down the list. Put your hands together, everybody, for Brady Pearson, yay! <laughs> Well, hello, Mutiny Radio. Thank you, Pam. Hey, girl, hey. Oh, what an exciting week it's been. 52 now, yes. I am so goddamn old. 
I'm so old, my first dating app was Pestle. I am so old, I have probably swallowed some of your siblings. You're welcome. You know you think, you don't want that sister anyway. And by the way, your dad was great. <laughs> he was, I remember, he was, mm. you know what I'm saying? I mean, I've been sucking dick for so long that it begs the existential question, right? How many miles of cock have I sucked, right? Now, the average cock is what? For you, it's uh, you're what? Sick. Okay, well, you're doing man math, so you can't be right. Okay, you're probably Okay, then, okay. First one to underestimate, right? Okay. So the average cock is what, six inches, one up, one down, that's a foot. Keep going, 5,480 feet is a mile. Are you with me? You've done this. So I got to 108,000 odd miles, which, uh, feet, which is, well that too, which is a marathon, which explains last night. Um, but yes, I mean, I really think that I have probably fucked my way from here to Beijing on a round trip ticket. I mean, right? At least sucked that way, I mean, I mean, Pam, how many miles of pipe? Well, are there straight guys in the audience tonight, straight men? How many miles of pipe have you laid? No? Is it the math that's hurting you? You just can't think of it. Uh-huh. Aww. That's, that's so cute. You know, I'm also very excited about, you know, our new white supremacist overlords coming. Are you excited? Yes. I know I am. Well, that too, and that's what I want to talk about. You know, since now that a woman's right to choose is going to be no more, probably by in two, three weeks, right? It's time for us men to do the job. And so all you guys out there, if you need a load taken, just ask your local homosexual. I'm sure he'll be thrilled to help you out. Really? You don't, you don't think so? Okay. Damn it. Well, I am, okay? I was really talking about me. Well, you know, I got to do something. Keep this body young. I mean, it takes a lot of jizz on this face. You know, you can kind of rub it in. Like that. Yeah, I'm really excited about our white supremacist overlord, and so I think I might have missed an opportunity. Instead of being a, you know, lame-ass comedian, I could have been a product manager. So I've come up with some fragrances to address our new American condition. The first one is called... White woman. And you gotta say it like that. You gotta say, white woman. And the punch and the tagline is, always in front. Gentlemen, I don't want you to feel left out because there's nothing worse than a white man feeling left out. And I've got one for you. It's called, entitled. It's how you feel. And also with no sense of irony, because I, I do think that satire is dead, but I did come across this live. Oh, you want to put it in me? All right. So I'll give you this, since it's so cold, and I want us to think of summer memories. This is the voice camp that could have been, that never was in Lake Putitinmi, Wisconsin. And it goes a little something like this. <clears throat> oh, I love you, put it in me.
put it in me every day. I love you, put it in me, put it in me all the way. On your shores, put it in me, I am yours. Put it in me, put it in me every day. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, I'm Brady. That was fun. Made me feel a sense of community, everyone. Uh, you're, oh, I should say, too, I have to leave at 6.45, and then, Dan Britton, will you take over hosting? Thank you. Uh, your next comedian is also helping me out a lot in the next upcoming months and all through the summer, and I'm really excited about it, and he's so funny and wonderful. Put your hands together for Josh Kotsky. Yay! Oh, I promise we are not a cult, no matter what it looks like. All right, we're going to run through some shit. I, I had dinner with my parents last weekend, and there's no joke associated with this, but my dad just looked at me straight in the face, and he said, I quote, you know what's really underrated? The Cars trilogy. Who the fuck watched Cars 3? <laughs> um, my, uh, my girlfriend taught me about this Chinese superstition where if you don't finish all your food, your partner will be ugly, and she told me that as she was scraping a half-plated chicken into the garbage disposal. So I don't know if that's considered bullying or not. Uh, I, asked my, I asked my girlfriend if she wanted to break up with me because uh, I do bad jokes. And she said, uh, breaking up with you is the last thing on my list. So it's on her list. But, you know, you know clean dishes, fold clothes, take out the trash. Yeah. Uh, I've never been cheated on. I think, I don't know. My girlfriend's like really supportive of my comedy career for someone who doesn't like any of my jokes. She's always like, go to more open mic. So who knows? Uh, I just, I don't know. I don't understand how people can cheat. You know, like how can you do that to somebody that you love? How? How? I'm looking for tips, guys. Like somebody please help me out. All right, these are all gonna be one letter, so there's no real continuity. Uh, I saw this band play that just had a keyboardist and a, a lead singer, and halfway through, like, every one of their songs are like, all right, everybody, clap along. No, I'm not gonna pick up the load just because you're too cheap to hire a drummer. Um, a hot girl at the gym is like a solar eclipse. You can't really look right at her. You kind of have to look at her reflection like, through a mirror under a cardboard box. <laughs> I was talking to my friend Brian about having kids, and I was like, dude, I, I hate fucking kids. And he was like, I don't know, I kind of like it. So I was like, maybe we shouldn't, <laughs> maybe we shouldn't hang out until the next time I have to tell this joke. Uh, <laughs> sometimes when you ask someone a question, they'll answer with, at the end of the day, which I find really fucking annoying, unless the question you ask them is, when is nighttime? <laughs> so fucking stupid. Uh, I once heard a guy say, you know, at the end of the day, it is what it is. And then a black hole actually emerged from out his ass and he imploded from the sheer nothingness of that sentence. Uh, I slept wrong last night, 25 years of sleeping, and I'm getting worse at it. 
I'm, I'm tossing and turning. I'm waking up every two hours to pee. It's, it's horrible. I used to sleep like a baby, and now I'm sleeping like, well, a baby. Yeah, that one's stupid as fuck, too. Um, all right. I saw this documentary on ducks. Apparently, uh, when a duck gets really sad, it'll pluck out all its feathers, and when it gets really depressed, it'll go to Chinatown and hang itself. Uh, ducks, do you got, ducks are assholes. Like, it, uh, this documentary kept going, is like, ducks, they have like these projectile corkscrew penises, and they rape each other to death sometimes, which is why I get really confused by how all of you react when you hear someone yell, duck. Like, that's what the ducks want you to do. Uh, wait, fuck, I had one more part of that. Uh, da, 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 da. Oh, yeah, it's also uh, when, when you accidentally text someone uh, ducker instead of fucker. That's just spell check uh, trying to give you a better insult. If you call someone a fucker, that means they fuck. If you call someone a ducker, you're calling them a serial rapist with a weird dick. All right, thanks for your time, everybody. Josh Gotsky has a surprise birthday party to go to. Woo! I forgot that till I remembered it. Isn't that weird how that works? That, that's the chipmunks, right? Uh, give it up for Scotto in the back, running the ones and twos. Flat Black Plastic is every Saturday from noon to two. You should listen. It's wacky and wild. Because uh, I'm going to be running away to buy. What do you need? Are you good? Oh, before the Uber is coming, so you can see your next comedian. We're gonna rock block uh, some of my favorite comics. Put your hands together, everybody, for Lauren Kraut! Yay! Hello. I can roll. Okay, thank you. <laughs> is that the chipmunks? The chipmunks? Yeah. All right. Um. I have a system for making my toast in the morning, and as you can guess, it's very OCD. I take out the bread, the jam, and the, and the peanut butter, put them on the counter. The peanut butter goes on the left, and the jam goes on the right. I've long since forgotten why this is that way, but I, it's a tradition now, so I keep doing it. When the toast comes up, the peanut butter goes on the toast, and then the jam goes on top. That's pretty obvious. Anyone who's putting the, pe the jam on the bottom and the peanut butter on top is just looking for a fat lip. Then you cut the toast in half, and you always, always, always eat the right side of the toast first. These are the traditions of my people, and I do not question them, nor should you. All the troubles in this world have, be have are due to Fuckers like you who eat the left side of the toast first before the right. Breakfast is the most important meal. It sets the tone for the rest of the day. Don't be set in the wrong tone. I have it on good authority that George W. Bush ate his toast left side first on 9-11. And you know how that shit turned out. So don't do that. And if you're going to eat English muffins or bagels, it's top first, then the bottom. And if you cut those in half, then you're just messing with the order of things. So don't do that. All right, let's review. What side of the toast do we always eat first? Very good. You're paying attention. I'm feeling better already about this day. All right. Um, how does this one? This one goes away. I would not have picked this face and this um, scrawny frame to represent my lofty ideals. 
This is not what I had in mind when I said adorable, fun-sized lesbian. This is more something like a cross between a scared bird and a day-old french fry. Don't I look like Woodstock in the Penis comic strip with the big nose and the, the hair? If Woodstock were an old dyke with an eating disorder and poor social skills? All right. Can we just stop shooting people, please? Can we please just stop shooting people? Let's get together and talk about it and say, it doesn't hurt me if my neighbor is black and I'm white, if my neighbor is Muslim and I'm Jewish, if my neighbor is Republican and I'm not an idiot. Well, maybe that does hurt me, but, but it's an advantage because we're two different people. We're learning from each other because different is good, different is learning. So please, let's stop trying to, uh, how does this go? Let's stop, <laughs> let's stop shooting people. Yes, that's, that's good. But <laughs> let, it doesn't hurt me if my neighbor is different. That's what I wanted to say. Repeat after me. It doesn't hurt me if my neighbor is different. Very good. Thank you. So sit down, shut up, and stop hating people. You're making the rest of us look bad. All right, thank you. Uh, I'll leave you with this. Um, you don't set out to ruin a day. It just happens bit by bit. You smoke one too many joints, take one too many naps, pee in the kitchen sink, and boom, the day is fucked. And then you just say, well, why should I even go and do this open mic? Because nobody wants to hear an old giraffe telling jokes. All right, that's my time. Thanks very much. Give it up for Pam. To a giraffe tell jokes. That's the coolest thing I've ever heard of. I'm gonna try not to ruin my day by peeing before I leave. You know how sometimes you're like, I gotta go and like leave, and then you get out the door and you're like, oh fuck, I gotta go. But it's San Francisco, so then you just pee in between two cars. But it's light out too late now, and so it kind of looks weird when the. But nobody expects a 40 year old, 40 almost 50 year old woman to be peeing in between two cars, right? Uh, hey, I got to get out of here because I got to go to Oakland. I have a show at Comedy Oakland. I'm really excited about it. Yay. Um, but you're in really good hands because you've got Scato on the ones and twos. And I'm bringing up your guest host for the night. And he's amazing and wonderful. He runs a show on Wednesdays at the Devil's Acre at 630. And it was fucking great this week. There were real. There were like 10 real people there. And then more. Came. It was nuts. Uh, put your hands together for Dan Britton. Yay. What's up, you pussy twat cunt bitches? <laughs> What's up, you slut whores? <laughs> Who's the whore? Raise your hand. The guy from outside is like, oh, you know it, baby. Come on in here, you big fucking whore twat cunt pussy lip clit. <laughs> that's, that's all. <laughs> I called you a clit. Ha <laughs> ha. Hey, that's, I've heard that before. I've heard about it. I've never done it, but <laughs> uh, my name is Dan. People people often ask me if I'm Jewish. Um, I don't. I'm actually Irish, and uh, Bret Harper Jennings has a great joke about being Jewish. And so one time I went up to her after a show, and I was like, "Bret, people always 
tell me that I'm Jewish. And she looks at me for a second, and she goes, I can see it. And I was like, why do you say that? She says, because you often say, before you say a sentence. And I was like, well, what the fuck does that have to be with being Jewish? So yeah, it's either that, it's either being Jewish, or people often like to tell me that they think that I'm autistic. Uh, I, again, I don't, I don't know exactly what I'm doing, but I'm sure I'm doing uh, something. Excuse me if my penis is out during this joke. I was wondering why Pam was standing the whole time. That was almost like she was falling, like falling down a black hole. Like I have to. Um. So yeah, I'm gonna be guest hosting for the rest of the night. I guess this is gonna be the set that I do. I normally don't do a set whenever I guest host, but I thought that I would at least try and do some jokes. Um. Hey, come on in, brother. You guys ever take acid in a cemetery? Like, oh my God, I feel so in touch with people whose touch I can't feel right now. This is great. Before she's about to get out of here, please, please, can we give a big round of applause for Pam Benjamin? I, uh, I recently just started seeing a, a new person, a new, she identifies as female, so I can say it. I'm seeing a new girl. Um, and I, I find that uh, girls, generally speaking, are much, much, much smarter than guys. Anybody agree? But where I think that girls are dumb is by, by putting their faith in men. It's almost like watching somebody who's a crack addict like discover slot machines. It's like, oh, I hope this one's a winner. <laughs> Loser. <laughs> Loser. No wonder women walk around paranoid all the time. Like, God, where's the winner? Like, never. <laughs> the house only wins when your ass loses. Uh, but yeah, she identifies as female. I identify as male, and I find that uh, women, women find weird random shit about men attractive like I was giving her a ride home a week or two ago and she had been out at a party I had picked her up and she had been sipping wine coolers for a couple of hours so it was a little a little free speaking and I I remember like going around like the corner to like pull up on her street and she just starts saying you're such a good parallel parker it's so fucking sexy the way that you parallel park? And I was like, oh, I should keep that in mind for the next time I can't make you come. <laughs> oh, I'm not doing it for you, baby? Well, just imagine me throwing my car in reverse and cranking the wheel and then backing up in between two cars and then cranking it again and then putting it in drive, going forward, cranking it again. And at this time, she's like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you guys understand why people think I'm autistic now. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, why don't we bring up uh, your, your comics, huh? All right. Uh, 
Oh, wait, sorry. First thing I wanted to do before we bring up comics. Uh, Scott O, can you hand me my phone really quick? Yeah, every week. Sorry, guys, bear with me here. Bear with me. I just, this is really important to everybody. Hold on. I implore you all to do this. Thank you. p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we are currently experiencing a high volume of calls. Okay. If you are calling before 8.30 a.m. or after 6 p.m., our office is closed. Oh. You may also reach Senator McConnell online by visiting www.mcconnell.senate.gov. He'll get back to me. Please know that your call is very important to us. Thank you. I'm sorry. This mailbox cannot receive messages at this time. Thanks for calling. Goodbye. Are you fucking kidding? Who doesn't have a voicemail? <laughs> okay. Can we all agree? No more, no more shooting people. Okay. That being said, I'm going to bring up your next comic. I feel like I've wasted the, enough of the room's time. Hold on. Before I do, though, just one last thing. Can I please get a lot of energy for your next comic and for all of the comics you're going to see here tonight? Come on, make some noise for him. Yeah. Please make some noise for Xavier. What? What is it? Joe Gorman. Xander, sorry. Xander, not Xavier. Those are my names. My name is Julio. Crazy. That's me. Hello? Can you guys hear me? Oh, okay. Hey, uh, my name is Julio Chavez. Facebook don't let me use my real name. It's too common, so I have to like use go by a different name. And it's not Xander, and it's not Joe Garvin or Xavier. I'm funnier than all those guys. All right. <coughs> Anyways, uh, you guys think diabetes got its name from Little Debbie's? So, what do you call um? A Navy ship where the whole crew has blonde hair and blue eyes. Devil warship. Okay. Um. <clears throat> so, what do you call it? I got. Okay. You've ever seen like a woman or met a woman that you don't want to fuck? Like, you're not into her. She's not your type. You know. But what do you call it when she seduces you by putting on fishnets? Witchcraft. <laughs> what do you call it? Instead of fishnets, it's yoga pants. Bitchcraft. <laughs> All right. What if there's no pants and it's just a pussy in your face? Lick fast. What if she's a trans woman? Big shaft. I want to suck that mother. Shut your mouth. I'm only talking about shaft. Okay, what's the best way to defend from a Ukraine attack? To use mantis. Best defense from the crane. Okay, you guys ever been in the chip aisle at a grocery store and you see all these different colored chip bags? And they all represent something different? Bunch of gang members if you ask me. If Chips were gang members, you know who the narcs would be? 
Sun Chips. We love Sun Chips, I know. Hey, by the way, good luck finding the French onion Sun Chips. I can't find those anywhere. It's real shit. But anyways, um, that's why Sun Chips are great narcs, because we thought we could trust them. They even got themselves into the Munchie Gang, even the most notorious criminal organization in Chips, the Hot Munchies Bag. He rubbed elbows with the likes of Hot Cheetos. And everybody knows, wherever there's crime, there's Hot Cheetos. <laughs> Where do you think the phrase, caught him red-handed, originated? So anyways, Sun Chips were in the Munchies mix, wearing a wire, and then Dorito and Cheeto got locked up. That only leaves pretzels and Sun Chips as the possible snitches. So when they confronted pretzels, his response was, man, you got it twisted. Okay, um, what's the worst part about being homeless? The sausage fest. Everything else is okay. <laughs> That's the worst part. <laughs> but you guys ever seen a, a really beautiful homeless girl? Everybody sees beautiful homeless women, they're like, damn, what's her story? I know her story. I got to know her a little bit. She used to be a surfer chick, a real beach bum. <laughs> they, she had a nickname, Hobo. Dacious babe. I had my own nickname for her, though. I called her Earth Angel Dust. <laughs> and her pussy tastes like vape juice. I could imagine. <laughs> and one day she was surfing, and while surfing, she got fucked. On my couch, she was surfing on it. <laughs> so you guys ever uh, step in like some shit and have to clean your shoes with like something really sharp, like a pencil or something? I'll tell you what doesn't work. Toilet paper and ass wiping motion. So if it doesn't get shit off of your shoes, do you think it's making your butthole any cleaner? So I bought a bidet to clean my shoes with. And I wipe my ass with pencils. The ones with the number two eraser technology. That's what they're made for. Okay, um, so let's say the richest, oh, you got oh, beta breakers was last week, you guys, or whatever, when it was. Is it just me, or does beta breakers sound like the final stretch of an alpha male boot camp? This is where alphas are born and betas are broken. They even had a cadence call. You guys want to join me? It goes like this. It goes, I don't care what I've been told. I'm going to be good at all the sports. That's that's it. All right, that's my time. Julio Chavez. Alexander. Julio Chavez, everybody. Sorry, I didn't know your name. It's on the fucking computer. It's Caesar Julio. Why? Uh huh. Right. What about Julio Torres?
By a warrant, you mean you hadn't tried that on Facebook yet? Okay. Yeah. I thought that they were about to come in. Um, well, thank you for coming and sharing your dope-ass jokes with the room. We appreciate it. That being said, we're going to go ahead and bring up your next comic, but I can't do it until I hear a lot of noise because your next comic is so worth the energy. So come on. Let me hear you guys. Come on, come on! It's Friday! Ladies and gentlemen, Kavita Singh! Please make up your mind. Hey. Alright guys, I have... Okay. I just have a bunch of jokes and there's no rhyme or reason to them. It's just in... It's a little discombobulated. Okay, um... I, rec I recently had to buy Plan B, um, which... Isn't to say that I'm reckless with sex. I, I don't want to empower men to be like, women don't, shouldn't have control over their bodies. I'm very cautious. I'm more likely to use two condoms than one. Um, but yeah, I was really irritated by the fact that you Plan B is an over-the-counter drug. So meaning you have to go and speak to a prescriber about it. You have to go speak to the pharmacist and they'll give it to you, which annoys the shit out of me, right? Like, do they think that we're, you know, overusing plan Bs, right? Like we're treating it like a, like no women is treating plan B like a party snack, you know? Like we're not just showing up at the Super Bowl, tossing down plan Bs and being like, raw dog is the only thing we're having tonight, you know? It's just so stupid. All right, I was over that. Um... Boop, boop. I am really petty, okay? I'm, I'm, I am petty. I have a lot of gripes towards a, a lot of my family members. For example, my cousin, he stole my iPod. Um, I, I mean, we were like 13 and stuff. And I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm over it. I forgive him for stealing my iPod, but I feel like I still deserve the apology, you know? And I mean, I'm not going to bring it up to him, you know, while he's alive. It's too late now. So I'll just, you know, wait for his funeral or something. And it, it'll be chill, you know, I'll just be like, hey, all, you know, he was a beloved dad. He lived a really long life. But we all know that Raj stole my iPod. Like we like this. This happened. I, I'll get booed off stage. I don't know. Um, <laughs> uh, OK. What else did I write? Oh, yeah, I do. OK, my sister drives me nuts. My sister. Oh, she's so nice. OK. And it's because she. So my sister's a snitch, so there's certain things that I hide from my parents. And my sister always finds a way to reveal the intimate details of my personal life with my parents. I think just so that they will like her more than me, or like they will trust her more. Um, and my brother was like, you're being so critical. Like, stop being like, you know, kill her with kindness. And then she outed our relationship uh, to my mom, who's very racist and he's black. And he was like, honestly, just like kill her with anything you know um and it's so fucking annoying like this is the thing that i hate is like she will just bring so many men like my sister has so much freedom to introduce my parent introduce her boyfriends to my parents um while i can't and the reason why she can is because all of her boyfriends are indian and and they're doctors and i can't because my boyfriend is black it's really fucked up and it makes me really mad um, but like all of the guys that she introduces to her parents end up dumping her anyway, right? So it's like, 
I don't know, at least have a baseline criteria for all the dudes that you're going to bring into our house. Like our house literally feels like a bus stop. It makes me really mad. I don't know. What a fucking mess. Such a jerk. Where was the punchline? I don't even... Ugh. All right, I'm sorry, guys. Um, okay. I think... Uh, Killer with kindness. Then I just, all my notes are so good. Oh, yeah, dog and cat people drive me nuts. I feel like there are two camps of people. There are people who love dogs, and there are people who love cats, and I'm in the camp of I do not give a fuck about your opinions. I don't care. I, I feel like dog or cat people remind me of those college Christians where I really enjoy your company until you introduce your pets into the conversation. And then I never want to interact with you ever again in my life. But they find you, and then they find a way to insert their pets into any conversation, even when it's about food or music or apartheid, you know? Um, I don't know. This is so random. Jesus Christ. Uh, I grew up sexually repressed. <laughs> Surprise. Um, and... I would say my parents always told me to prioritize like education over, you know, boys, which I think was really great. I actually appreciate being sexually repressed growing up because the more my friends talked about their sexual experiences from high school, the more it sounds like assault, <laughs> you know, like my friends would be like, yeah, I had sex with Zohar. He did this. And I'd be like, that's sex. <laughs> I'm going to keep collecting seashells. Like, he lasted for 40 seconds. I'm like, I'm going to make a necklace. Okay, that's all I have for you guys. Thank you. Kapita Singh, everybody. What? <laughs> sure you are. Yeah. Give it up for the guy with the really exciting social life, everybody. What's your name, Mr. Man About Town? Brian. You single, Brian? Well, that's surprising. Uh, what do you do for fun? Okay. Are you any good? Well, why not? I don't think I like talking to you. You're an asshole. <laughs> it's okay. I'm going to call you dad from now on. And who are you guys? Will, with the flannel and the NPR t-shirt underneath that. I've never seen that combo before. And who are you? Mr. Puma Hat. That's awesome. Make some noise for them, an interracial father-son relationship. Good for you for adopting. That's really nice of you. Okay, so let's keep this positive energy going. <laughs> I stink. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, your next comic, I don't really know him, I, but other people seem to know you, and if other people know you, then you're a comic, and if you're a comic, then you're a friend of mine, so nice to meet you, friend. Please. 
make a lot of noise for a friend of mine, Chris Schmidt. You guys can hear me? Yeah? Right. It's good to be here. How you guys doing? Good? You guys can leave anytime you want. You want. But nobody's keeping you here, all right? Okay, cool. This is my third time doing stand-up on, on stage. I'm going mil- to keep milking that for as long as I possibly can. But, uh... Yeah, uh, happy Friday, happy Friday. Uh, roommates, you guys got roommates? Nobody here has roommates. Roommates, yeah. Well, uh, I have roommates. I've had a, a lot of roommates in my time here in San Francisco. Uh, I've been here for a while. Uh, my first roommate uh, that I moved in with uh, was a girl, and that was probably like the longest roommate relationship that I've, I've ever had. Uh, probably five or six years, I guess. And, um, you know, she moved out because we got divorced. Um, and uh, she, you know, took our other roommate with her, my infant son. And, uh, <laughs> but hey, jokes on her, I kept her portion of the deposit. So, uh, next in the line of uh, roommates, uh, there was Rob. Uh, any Robs in the audience tonight? Good, because Rob's a bad name. It's a bad name. Uh, Rob had a ponytail uh, and wore a lot of Tevas uh, around the house. Um, and he also wore uh, shirts, T-shirts that were uh, way too small, way too small. So like in the morning, he would, he would do that stretch, that big morning stretch, and then his T-shirt would lift up and just saw his unkempt pubes like every morning, which is delightful. Uh, and Rob cooked a lot of lentils, like a, like, an, like a lot of lentils, like too many lentils, green lentils, red lentils, yellow lentils, brown lentils, just lentils uh, day after day. And he would, you know, he would come in and he would chat me up. He was like a big chatter. And uh, I don't like it when people talk to me. Uh, but... He did it. He would bring in his uh, steamy bowl of lents and just chat with me. <laughs> and he didn't really have anything interesting to say, nothing that was uh, interesting to me at least. Um, and I, I guess we just, I couldn't relate to him. Like he was a scientist, a PhD that worked down at the Stanford Linear Particle Accelerator in Menlo Park. And I uh, am a fucking moron. So... Uh, Rob, yeah. Oh, the one other thing I'll say about Rob is my uh, friend John had a really good nickname for Rob. And that nickname was Smelly Dick. uh, Because Rob looked like a man who had a smelly dick. And that was Rob. Uh, Next was Rich. Uh, Rich looked like if um, a package of Oscar Mayer bologna uh, came to life and gained sentience. (laughs) Grew a mustache. Also very boring, very dull man. But he was kind of like the opposite of, of Rob in that like he was very just like reclusive. Like he just, he, he would come home, he would go into his room. And that was it. Uh, so that was cool. But at the same time, like I do like a little, a little bit of politeness with the people that I'm, I'm living with. So, you know, a, hey, a hello, a how you doing? Uh, but never got any of that. Like when he came home, he would never say hi. 
never say how your day was. Uh, he would often walk right past me uh, and go ape shit, absolutely ape shit for the cat instead. So just would walk past me, see the cat. Baby, hi, how are you? Yeah, how was your day? Like literally like on the floor rolling around with the cat and I uh, was apparently like a non-person to, to Rich. Uh, <laughs> so Rich moves out, uh, newest roommate, moved in pretty recently, Matthew, sweet, sweet Matthew, uh, 23 years old from Southern California. If roommates were bowls of porridge, like Matthew is j just right. He does have one quirk. Um, he's got a very complicated relationship with, with uh, nutting. Um, within the first five minutes of talking to Matthew, he volunteered uh, the information that he had just successfully completed No Nut November. You guys know what No Nut November is? It, does it, really? It, yeah, I mean, I didn't even know it was a thing. I still refuse to believe it is a thing. Uh, but he was obsessed with, and he just, he, he, he told me that right off the bat. And, um, that forced me, uh, to one, imagine what he looks like masturbating, uh, <laughs> and two, uh, made me acknowledge the fact that he was going to be nutting probably nonstop in the apartment, right? Uh, cause if you're not nutting for a while, you know, if you have to take breaks, then it means like you got a problem with, with nutting. And so nutting is just the worst term too. It's just like, oh my God, like, would you ever like have sex with like your partner or priest and say, oh, I'm about to nut. I just really don't like that. <laughs> uh, and then a couple of months ago, he is just like, hey, guess what? Uh, I'm gonna be doing no nut Lent. No nut Lent? <laughs> Thanks for the information. Thank you for telling me that. But uh, again, didn't need to know it. And I just watched his like steady decline in like uh, mental fitness over those 40 days. <laughs> he was just getting crazy. He was talking about like the science. He's just like, no, Chris, you got to read up on the science. Not nutting is really good for you. I'm like, I'm not going to research nut science. Um, so I'm just really afraid that like uh, soon I'll walk into the apartment one day. He'll be like sitting at the kitchen table, he'll just be like crying, and be like, "Chris, I think I have a problem with nutting," <laughs> and then I'll have to send him to like nut rehab, right? I'll have to get like a, a no nut sponsor. <laughs> and um, yeah, you know that's 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 Matthew. So I guess you guys are all caught up to speed with my life. I uh, appreciate it. And uh, yeah, I think that's that's my that's my that's my set. So thank you. Right. Homer, now wait, just I was going to introduce you. Hey guys, 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 hold on, we only have one comic left. Huh? He lied to your asses. Come back in. Did he really say that people could go? Oh. Come on in, bud. Okay. All right. So uh, we had a lot of no-shows on the list. And, and frankly, my time is too valuable to wait for anybody more than like, I mean, the show started at 6. What time is it now? 7. So more than 60 minutes, that's when I cut your ass off.
That being said, we have uh, one last comic for you. She is an absolute uh, breath of fresh air to the comedy scene, and she's funny as hell. Can I get a lot of noise, please? A whole lot of noise. A whole lot of noise for Amy Stringer. Wow, that was nice. Excuse me. <clears throat> um, hi. Thanks for being here. I got a bikini wax recently, and thank you. <laughs> I've been getting bikini waxes for like 15 years, and every time I go, the technician always is like, oh, is it your first time? I was like, no, I just was here three months ago. No one had a lonely winter before. Jesus. It's more like a quarterly thing. You know, we missed the mark Q1, but we're up and running Q2. Um, so, you know, when I moved to San Francisco, I had never before seen someone smoke heroin on the train. And the first time I did that, I, first time I saw that, it really altered my Google ser search history. It was, looking back, it was like, drugs, long, thin glass pipe. What does heroin smoke smell like? How long does heroin smoke linger in the air? Yeah, that, that happened. But um, I've, I've also been, you know, experimenting with other drugs, like mushrooms. California is good for mushrooms. And I've enjoyed my experiences with mushrooms. The first time I was at this, like, secret dorm party in the mission, and um, it was, like, the first party since COVID had happened that I'd been to. And before I knew it, I was just in the bathroom eating mushrooms with a stranger for the first time. And a little bit later, I was back in the bathroom and I see, you know, I've always considered myself straight, but I was in this bathroom and I see this gorgeous woman. She's just like long, thick, curly hair and porcelain skin, bedazzled face. She just like was like glowing. And I sort of levitated out of my body and I didn't even think, I, I just walked up to her and I go, can I kiss you? And she goes, okay. <sighs> and from that, I had an epiphany then. I, you know, anyone else who's into women here, I get it. Our lips are so soft. Oh my God. I felt like I had been transported back to the womb. So wet and warm. <laughs> I like to call that my bisexual baptism. Um, but I have also started dating women, sort of, um, and it's been fun. The like the first woman I really dated, she had the coolest job. She was a um, canine bomb detection handler at SFO, and I just I, that really turned me on. I it just I really liked that she could just kick my ass at any moment. In general, I like to be with people who I know could, you know, I feel totally safe with, but who I know could just easily murder me. Makes me feel safe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, 
but uh, yeah, I was so, so with this woman, the first time we were really hooking up, I, I, um, we were like, you know, it was my first time really hooking up with a woman. It's like, we're going to do this. And I could not take her bra off. And I tried really hard, like four times and I just couldn't do it. And I was so embarrassed. I should be able to do that. And my life flashed before my eyes and I just felt so bad for all the men I've judged so harshly. Ever since high school, if, if a man so much as fumbled trying to take my bra off, I'd be like, <laughs> okay, amateur. But I had not walked a mile in their hands. I could also not, I had trouble finding her clit. And I, I know where it should be, but like on another person, just there are so many folds. Like I didn't know I was signing up for an origami class. <laughs> like it sounds, origami sounds like a thing lesbians should do together, but I didn't know it was a degree requirement. And so I, I couldn't make her come, but I did produce a lovely crane and they say that if you produce a thousand cranes, you will achieve the eternal state of orgasm. So that's what I'm looking for. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I don't know what else to say. Cool. I, I don't know. How much time do I have? Oh, I, you don't know. Okay. Oh, okay. Anyway, I don't have anything else to say. Okay, cool. Thanks for staying. Thanks for listening. And that's our show. We are so damn good at running open mics that we finished 45 minutes early. That being said, a couple of us are going to go head over to Sleep Bar if you guys want to get another rep in. It's just a few blocks down the street. Um, and other than that, it's Friday, so let's get ready to fucking party! Good night, everybody. Thank you a lot. You're good sports. That, uh, that was a tune called the Sea Jam Blues. Uh, we just wanted to hear it ourselves. And we got all these, we got all these musicians back here, and by golly, when you got help like this, you got to use them. And I want to tell you that we've worked with a lot of good bands in our time. Right now, I can't think of a one of them outside of, well, we did work two days with Roy Acuff in 1933. <laughs> but uh, these guys are fine, I'll tell you, when Boots...
Hot, nutritious meals delivered to their homes.
the time.
like plastic.
that good enough? I think so.
guys don't wear white. Don't Check, check. 